The following is a presentation of the Sovereign Technica podcast feed. Now entering the gaming grid. The latest gaming news, reviews, and retro culture, as only the man of tomorrow can deliver. And here is your host, Brian Sovereign. I like it. The gaming grid, baby. I got to tell you, originally I was going to make this Patreon only, but this is big enough that I think it's worth getting out there to the full on public in the Sovereign Technica podcast feed. Now, um, of course, you know that if you're a Sovereign Technica patron, that you get daily content in that specific feed, of course, not in the public feed, but in that one you do not on weekends, but otherwise daily. And you know, this is usual marketing speak, right? You know, daily means usually the five business days of the week. So anyways, talking about business, talking about marketing. Wow. What we are here to discuss is something, uh, well, (laughs) you know, it feels so often like I don't get to talk about anything like exciting or positive. Um, when I do, you know, anything in the Sovereign Technica feed, it seems. Um, But I got to tell you, the one thing I always get excited about is when there's an announcement for a Nintendo Direct. I mean, and and it's amazing for multiple reasons. And let me explain, especially when I talk about business and marketing. Okay, Nintendo has a formula that they follow with these Nintendo Directs that they've been doing for a few years now. Okay, Um, and this is akin to their, you know, like, it'd be their version of Google IO or, you know, an Apple event or something along those lines. What's amazing to me about, and probably why they excite me so much is there's no bullshit. No, I mean, some of the games might not excite me so much. Some of the game, um, mechanics or, uh, uh, genres, I might consider bullshit or something along those lines. Like if a game has IAP and things like that. Okay. But overall, this whole presentation, yeah, you might see the interim president of, uh, you know, Nintendo Japan there, uh, you know, and obviously it's all being, um, uh, you know, dubbed right into English and it's all very like flat. You could even call it corny, but point being, this is not a matter of showmanship. Okay. Uh, they, they let the games and the game footage do the talking. Uh, and that's, what's amazing about it, right? It's no, like, I mean, yes, these games, you know, are going to come at a later date. Sure. So, but a lot of the things are announced and go live and are available to purchase or download that day, which is also awesome. You know, I think that's great for people to walk away. Oh, you know, when people can walk away with something actionable right now, and I don't just mean a pre-order, I mean, something new that they can play, you know, that day is amazing. Okay. So they don't need any flash. 
they don't need, you know, there's, I mean, they, I guess you could say after a fashion, they do a one more thing, you know, where at the end, like, here's the final, you know, thing that they show off. And sometimes it's a surprise or sometimes it's more footage of an incredibly exciting game, which certainly Nintendo has plenty of those for the Nintendo switch, uh, right now. But, uh, yeah, again, like they, they just lay it out give you the info and that's the end of it. It is so it's amazing how ultimately dry it is in presentation in comparison to so many, you know, to a lot of other tech reveals or reveals in the tech world. And even in the gaming industry, like you think of what, like what Xbox does, or, you know, what Microsoft does with the Xbox line or even PlayStation where everything's like, or many times things are trying to be edgy and trying to be this and all that. And Nintendo's just like, no, here you go. What do you think? And of course everybody just fucking loves it. The other part that's amazing about it is this was announced like maybe 24 to 48 hours. I mean, there's rumors that it was coming, but you know, essentially this was announced 24 to 48 hours ahead of when it was going to go live. There was no need for them. Oh yeah, this is coming up on this day. This is coming, you know, and, and planning it out like six months in advance or something. No bullshit. Nintendo says, Hey, yeah, we got a 40 minute, uh, a direct. We want to show you. See you tomorrow. And I mean, like, just the panache of that is refreshing to say the least, you know, again, no bullshit. They've got their entire audience effectively by the balls, but fortunately they're fondling them. You know what I mean? So it's not like uh, it's not, not a, not a derogatory by the balls. It's a, <laughs> that's a terrible analogy to say, <laughs> to say about Nintendo, but you get my point, right? Like we're, they have our rapt attention whenever they want to announce anything. Um, and I've reviewed most Nintendo directs over the past few years, uh, just because again, it is sort of the one occasion where I get to be frankly happy go lucky about everything, you know, because it's just such an exciting moment. And it is akin to, you know, I remember years ago when I was into Apple, you know, when I was more of an Apple fanboy, like sure. When Steve jobs is on stage and showing the stuff, I mean, you know, that it was that magic, right? The Apple magic. And, and it was exciting to watch WWDC. Now I couldn't give a shit, you know, but at the time, like that was really exciting stuff. Nintendo directs fortunately have not lost that magic. Uh, impressively, even since they lost in some ways, their own Steve jobs in, you know, in the character of, or not the character, but the personage of, uh, you know, Satoru Iwata, you know, Iwata-san. Uh, but of course, you know, they still have Shigeru Miyamoto, who may be more directly, actually, their, their Steve Jobs. Um, but he didn't show up in this at all, even though it did open up with one of his babies, that being, and I don't mean his children, uh, but that being Pikmin 4. Uh, we're going to break down all of these games. Uh, but as far as, you know, is it worthwhile to even hear about it? Is it worthwhile to watch it? Again, there's not a whole lot of flash, not a whole lot of style. You get to see gameplay and all of this. Um, there are some things that like if you were following what, what a lot of people will do when one of these directs happen is they will like, they'll watch the Twitter feed maybe, or they'll go to their favorite, you know, game news website and see the announcements as they happen. I mean, I can tell you that that is not really an efficient way to get this information because, um, there were like hints of things only visually that you could, and, and you'll, I'll talk about these as we get into them that you'd only know by watching the direct and were not covered at all by any of the live streaming news. So 
you know, I like, I don't think that's as efficient. So I do think it's still, even if it's not what you could argue to be like in style, the most exciting thing, uh, it's, I mean, this, I got this direct particularly on February 8th that went live February 8th was so dense as in there were so many fucking games announced. It got to the point towards the end, they did what they called a game montage just because, you know, and they showed off like five, six games because they, you know, what they, they could have gone two hours showing off everything to the level that they wanted to. Uh, that's how much was in this. So anyway, you know, watching it, I still think is ultimately worthwhile, but if you don't want to, I am going to talk about pretty much everything. And certainly there are things I'm going to go over way quicker than I do others, because there's parts of this that don't really excite me, but the overall package, let's be honest about this February 8th, Nintendo direct, the overall package was exciting as fuck. I mean, like I, I was instantly messaging Rob, just saying, you know, <laughs> too many games, <laughs> too little time. <laughs> like there's just, cause there's so much great shit in this. And a lot of surprises, even if they weren't like a hundred percent surprises in the sense that they came out of nowhere, uh, they were surprises to get announced now because we were wondering like, when is this going to happen? And certainly we're going to break into a lot of that. That was a big part of this entire Nintendo direct. So as I hold in my hand here, my triple black Nintendo switch, and I, I'm not kidding. It, it is all black and it's not stickers either. <laughs> These are custom Joy-Con. Uh, I mean, they're official Nintendo Joy-Con, but they are custom all black Joy-Con, uh, that actually do, do neat little light up tricks. Very handy. Anyway, it's a, you know, switch OLED and everything. As I hold this in my hand, let us break down everything that was announced straight from the source and because there, is, like I said, there is a lot. So, uh, take a seat or if you're on a long journey, uh, you're in, you're in for a good time. So here we go. Um, let's just start it off. Uh, again, there were some games within this where they spent a lot more time than others. And one of the ones that they spent the most time with, which actually initially got announced by Shigeru Miyamoto himself at the last Nintendo direct was Pikmin four, uh, which was a bit of a surprise at the last direct. And really all we got out of that direct, the, the, the initial direct it was announced on, uh, was just like a screenshot. And I mean, one screenshot <laughs> and, and a Pikmin t-shirt that was all we got <laughs> out of it. Uh, so I'm not surprised that they opened this one up with, you know, a lot of footage of the game. And clearly we have a new character outside of Olimar, outside of captain Olimar. Uh, it is a female, uh, uh, character this time, uh, you know, kind of in charge of the Pikmin. There are some uh, new creatures. There are also ice Pikmin, uh, a lot to see here. Um, you know, if you've never played the Pikmin games, they're kind of a cute in, in a strange way. They're sort of a cutesy real time strategy. It's it's, it is a unique gameplay style that is very hard to define. Um, I think that you're better. I mean, I played the first one when it came out for GameCube because it was one of the big deals for that system. I want to make a comment about the GameCube thing as well in a second here, but really the best way to play, if you wanted to go through the entire Pikmin series, so you have the trilogy Pikmin one, two, and three. You also have Hey Pikmin for the 3DS. But ultimately the best way to play these games, one and two are available on the Wii and they use uh Wiimote controls, which actually works super well. They were part of like the new play control series. Um, those are, that's probably the best place to play those. Uh, and then 
Pikmin 3 had a deluxe edition come out for the Switch, so that's an easy one to get your hands on if all you have is a Nintendo Switch. Um, a quick comment. So, yeah, check out, like, if if you're looking for a really new type of game uh, that, honestly, it is cute, but has a really great, I don't know, there's just something very peaceful and, like, the color scheme of the Pikmin and everything, it makes for a very unique experience, I think. Um, but a comment I want to make, and this is going, you're going to see this thread throughout the entire Nintendo direct, we have reached the time where the GameCube has reached that, uh, like that nostalgia peak, you know, where, where it, it, it's in vogue again, right? People are thinking about it again because you know, whatever it's been 20 years and you know, this happens with systems, right? Like you could look at when the 3ds first came out or even when the new, say the new 3ds came out. Uh, the Super Nintendo was kind of, uh, you know, what, what everybody was being nostalgic about. Um, or even with the 3DS, the N64 was what everybody was nostalgic about. That's why we got remakes of Star Fox 64, Ninte uh, you know, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, uh, you know, and so on. Um, so we're just, we're at that stage now where the GameCube, again, is, it's very much in vogue. Uh, and so Pikmin 4 was a title. I don't think anybody was expecting to come out. Um, but you know, it like it's, it's, I think it's part of that, that, that GameCube nostalgia right now. So anyway, um, Pikmin four, that was certainly exciting to see the fans of that. They know what they're getting and there's really nothing else like it. So it's pretty exciting. Uh, next was the expansion pass DLC for Xenoblade Chronicles three. Of course, if you're a fan of that series, I mean, those are some of the greatest RPGs ever made. Um, you know what you're getting there. You know, I'm not going to spend a bunch of time on that. Uh, if you're a fan of Xenoblade Chronicles, you, you know, the deal. Uh, <laughs> and, and if you're not, I don't know that it's something where it's like, oh yeah, you should play Xenoblade Chronicles. It's really something you've got to have been into for quite some time. And, and of course it's really a much larger series. I mean, I love the Xen, you know, the Xeno and that that's the larger series is the Xeno series. I'm a huge fan, like Xeno Saga one through three, uh, that trilogy on PlayStation two was amazing. You know, even Xeno gears for the PS one, uh, and so on. I mean, you, again, if you're a fan of the series, you really, you know what you're getting here. Uh, but more of that, that, that GameCube goodness. <laughs> and this was a complete surprise to me is, uh, Samba de Amigo party central, which is coming out in the summer. By the way, uh, I didn't say it with pick with Pikmin four with Pikmin four. We now have a release date for that also. And it is this year, 2023. It's going to be July 21st. Um, the DLC for Xenoblade Chronicles will be for February 15th. So just a few days from now. Um, that wasn't like a surprise. Everybody kind of knew about that, but Sam, the new Sam and the Amigo game was a surprise. And that is supposed to be coming out of summer of this year of 2023. Um, unless, I mean, maybe people knew about it. I didn't know about it. And I do watch Nintendo or I do keep an eye on Nintendo news pretty avidly more so than I do just about anything else. Uh, and this is a game, the, the I mean, unless there's parts of the series that I don't know about, which is entirely possible. Um, I remember it first and foremost from the GameCube where they actually had like the Morocco controllers and everything kind of like with Donkey Kong, they had the, uh, the band or the, um, the bongo controllers and everything. Uh, this is a very fun game, but instead of the Maraca controllers, uh, you are, and it is like a music game. Instead of the Maraca controllers, you're just using the Joy-Con. We'll see how well that works out because as versatile as Joy-Con are, they don't always deliver meaning, uh, with the house of the dead remake, it was actually pretty disappointing 
just how ineffective or, or uh, imprecise that the aiming for, you know, a, a gun game like that uh, was with the Joy-Con, right? When you're trying to use it as more of a gun con or, you know, gun controller and not as a standard, you know, uh, uh, dual stick controller. So we'll see how this goes. Uh, but I mean, the original Sam and Amigo that I played on the GameCube was just tons of fun. Uh, so this looks really cool. Very, you know, I mean, it, it's got your, your classic, uh, very, you know, kind of pinata flair, right? <laughs> Where everything is, you know, very colorful. It, 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 it's a joy. So that was a surprise. I thought that was really cool. Um, then they announced fashion dreamer, which is also coming out in 2023. I mean, this is classic consumerist gaming, but I know there's like a market for that where like you're literally a fashion designer in the game and you're like dressing up influencers. Now, I mean, just describing that, you know, makes me want to hurl chunks, but whatever. I know there, I, I know there's people who are into this sort of thing. So whatever, there you go. Like I said, some games we're just not going to spend a ton of time on because I have nothing to say, or I'd just rather not. Uh, okay. Uh, next one, dead cells return to Castlevania coming out March 6, 2023. Uh, <laughs> look folks, if you're a fan of, of Castlevania games, um, you're going to want to be on top of this <laughs> because it's, it's about the closest thing we're ever going to get to a new Castlevania game at this time from Konami. Not that Konami didn't come out with uh, their own little surprises during this direct, but, um, dead cells of course is not a Castlevania game. It is a, you know, separate platformer, a uh, lot of fun in itself, but this is cool to have Castlevania characters, you know, and, and that styling, including the soundtrack, the whole thing, uh, especially if you watch the direct, I mean, you know what you're getting there and it looks really, really cool. And if you're a fan of Castlevania, by the way, check out issue 18 of the Sovereign Technica newsletter, look under the video game section and man, is there a treat for you there? Okay. So excited certainly for that one as well, because we're long overdue for any kind of new Castlevania game besides of course the Bloodstained series, which you know, isn't technically Castlevania, but might as well be right. Even because it's made by the same guy. Uh, next one was a surprise that I'm sure has been announced elsewhere for other consoles. And I know it's coming out for other consoles and PC. Um, but I'll be getting this one sight unseen, uh, partly because it's a situation where I just want to throw money at the franchise. And it is a new Tron game as in like that Tron, you know, bomb, 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 Tron, right? You all know what that's from. Okay. So, you know, one of my favorite franchises in history, uh, way, way up on the list. Of course, Tron legacy being one of the greatest movies ever made Tron also enjoying that, uh, that prestige in my mind. Uh, and Tron has actually a very good track record in my opinion of video games, partly because the movies are after a fashion about video games themselves. So it only makes sense. Uh, this has all of that, uh, uh, Tron legacy styling specifically, which I'm really excited about because I think that's, that's just gorgeous, uh, just a gorgeous design language. Um, it is a visual novel. So this is very different than other Tron games, but that's okay because Tron has, is a true multimedia machine over the past 40 years. And, it's worked in every, every venue it's been put in. So I'm excited for this. I'm intrigued to, it, it's kind of a detective story. You're playing, uh, a, a, like a, a detective on the grid, a program called query, which I thought was clever. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm digging this. 
like I'm, I'm, I'm really open to this one. And this is something that, you know, come around April 11th, I definitely want to be on top of in 2023. Of course, we haven't talked about it on, uh, anywhere else in the podcast feed, but, uh, you know, the Tron three news is hot and happening. And well, anyway, that's obviously why this game is getting made. Also, you know, there's a new Tron ride opening at Disney world. So anyway, I'm excited for that and then looking forward to it. Hopefully the music, I mean, it's not going to be Daft Punk, but I'm sure it's going to be pretty good all the same. Uh, next one was another surprise and a re-release, which we're going to be talking about re-releases here. Uh, and that is ghost trick phantom detective coming out this year, summer, 2023. Um, ghost trick was one of the later games to come out for, for the Nintendo DS, which let's be clear on this. Uh, just in the past week, the Nintendo switch has officially become the third best-selling video game console of all time. Number two is the PlayStation two, not a surprise because I mean the game library alone and the fact that it could play DVDs when DVD players were not common, uh, nor cheap was, you know, was a true winner with that. Of course, I've talked about that a million times. Number one, the best-selling video game console in history is the Nintendo DS. Um, and there are a lot of games because the DS was just so, was just fucking everywhere. Um, there are a lot of games that came out late in its life that, you know, were really solid because people had just refined the art of developing for the Nintendo D you know, for the DS, uh, that the games really got to a point of, 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 you know, perfection on the platform. For example, other late entries in the DS's life were like radiant historia, which got a absolutely fantastic, uh, uh, re-release and expansion on the Nintendo 3DS late in its life, ironically. Um, but this is really cool. This is a very fun game. You are playing a, you, you really are playing a ghost who, you know, and, and, and you're doing detective work like this plays off of sort of the Phoenix, Wright, Professor Layton kind of stylings. It, it, it's a classic. You're in, you're, you're going to love it. And it doesn't look like they updated it too much, but we'll see when we get to, when it gets to release date, uh, just how much might have been updated because I mean, like they're still using the word bubbles and everything that right out. I instantly recognized it right out of the DS version. But anyway, um, the next game is Deca police. Now this is being developed by level five. It's supposed to come out this year, 2023, uh, looks like a cool kind of open world slash RPG. You know, if level five's doing it, so I'm intrigued. Color me intrigued by it. We'll just say that much. Uh, the next one is a game that we already previously knew about, uh, which is Bayonetta Origins. Um, what is it? Ceriza and the Lost Demon. You know, if you're a Bayonetta fan, obviously you got the best thing ever, you know, <laughs> in the past few months, that being Bayonetta 3. Um, and the saga kind of continues, but going backwards. Uh, this game looks, looks really cool. It actually looks very much like, uh, Akamai, um, which, you know, if, if you know that series, which has only had a couple entries is Akamai and Akamiden, right? Uh, or wait, was that Akamiden? Anyway, the one for the DS. So this looks cool. Uh, if you're into Bayonetta, uh, you're in for a treat definitely more of a kid's game because the Bayonetta series is one of those like oddities really in Nintendo's catalog where it's published by Nintendo, of course, developed not by Nintendo, but published by Nintendo. So, you know, it could be argued to be a first party situation, 
Um, but it is rampantly sexual. Like the character is always nude, you know, and, and, and she's obviously designed to be, um, you know, she's designed conventionally, uh, very attractive, right? She's a witch. I mean, her clothing is like her hair wrapping around her and everything. Um, so I'm amazed that Nintendo is like kind of riding this, you know, but this is definitely a kid friendly version of, of Bayonetta. Uh, anyway, we'll, we'll move on from that. Uh, the next one, Splatoon three, of course, talking about more DLC coming out for that in spring of 2023. Um, I have no interest in the Splatoon series. That's not me knocking it. It's just not my thing. You know, you really, you can't, there was a time where you could be into every franchise that Nintendo put out. That is not possible today. Like that you just can't, um, you know, so, and Splatoon is just one of those ones that I've decided to, okay. Yeah. That's the direction I'm not going. <laughs> right. Like that, that's when I'm not playing, but I know it, it wildly popular and I'm sure there's more to love here for people. Uh, next one is uh fire emblem engage expansion pass. A uh, lot of, yeah, a lot of DLC stuff getting announced, but you know, DLC often can be like a whole other game. Um, at this stage, fire emblem, another one of those series where yes, I've played entries in it. Uh, but you know, these games are often 40 to 60 hours long. I love 40 to 60 hour long games, but I have to pick and choose which ones I can get into. Um, and fire emblem is one of those ones that I, it's just, you know, like it's another one of those Nintendo franchises where I'm like, okay, yeah, that's one that I just don't have the time to deep dive into. So anyway, if you're a fire emblem fan, you know what you're getting there. And, uh, and that actually came out. This is one of the first things they announced that came out the very day of the announcement of the Nintendo direct on February 8th. Uh, after that was a kind of a surprise title called Harmony, the fall of reverie. This looked pretty interesting. It had to do with clairvoyance and like figuring out, I think like figuring out a murder or something like that. Uh, it looked like an interesting game, but anyway, check out the Nintendo direct. If you want more on that one, uh, Disney illusion Island that's coming out July 28th, 2023. So this is an adventure game with some of Disney's classic cartoon characters. For example, Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, Donald Duck, you know, and so on. Um, I'm kind of excited for this just because if you remember for the, Wii, we had the, uh, uh, the games by, uh, oh shit. Not now his name's escaping me. It was a Warren Spector, the Epic Mickey games, right? We had two of them and those are phenomenal. And of course these are plaf This is a platformer, uh, Disney illusion Island. And I mean, the, the, the cartoon styling looks great on it. Uh, Disney and platformers have been a potent mix over the past 30 some odd years. Um, so this will probably be a very good game. Uh, I loved the Epic Mickey games, uh, and was always kind of hopeful that we'd get more out of the Epic Mickey series, even though, you know, fuck the, the IP situation around Mickey mouse and, you know, and Disney can, well, <laughs> the less said the better, but this looks interesting. Um, next one is something that we've been waiting for. We've known that it was coming for like a couple of years now, but it kept getting delayed. Now we are finally, well, hopefully it'll finally come out that date being April 21st, 2023. And we are talking about none other than advance wars one and two. So you're getting two games. Uh, reboot camp is the official name. And, uh, these were classics for the game boy advance. Of course, it was a series that existed like it was, what was it? Famicom Wars. It was a series that existed before the Game Boy Advance, but we didn't get it in the, in North America until the Game Boy Advance. Um, I love these games. They're kind of, they're turn-based strategy. Uh, 
a lot of fun. And there have been multiple entries, you know, across like the DS had a couple of uh, fantastic entries into it, uh, dual strike, uh, very dark entries as well. Um, as to where you'll see these games actually look very playful. Um, but the series would get darker. Of course, there'd be Battalion Wars for the GameCube and so on. Again, there's more of that GameCube vogue, right? Um, yeah, I, I'm excited for this. We've known about this for a while. We don't know why it kept getting delayed. Maybe Nintendo was just looking for a weak release year, though I don't think there's anything weak about this year. And they can always surprise us more later on, um, you know, later on in the year with further Nintendo Directs. Uh, so anyway, excited for this one. Um, if you want to play something akin to, I mean, it's not really a real time strategy, but something like in that vein, uh, like the depth of gameplay with, with these, with the advanced wars series is really surprising. So, you know, if that intrigues you in any way, you're, I guarantee you, uh, you're going to have a good time with this one It was one of the first games I ever got when the game boy advance came out. Uh, and it was just an awesome time. Um, moving right along. Octopath Traveler 2, of course, is coming out this month, February 24th uh, in 2023. Incredibly, uh, I mean, the first one, some people were saying that the first one blew away most Zelda games. Uh, I think that's a bold statement, but it was Octopath Traveler. The first one was a, was a fin- was an incredible game. Uh, Octopath Traveler 2, and there's a demo out now that you can start playing, uh, looks phenomenal. So, you know, this is JRPG stuff on steroids. I mean, it it is the real deal. Very excited uh, about that one. Good epic. I mean, like what makes, I mean, the name Octopath Traveler comes from like the eight different kind of storylines you can run with. Um, It's, it's kind of unique as far as an RPG goes, Uh, but definitely one of the better new series of RPGs to come out um, of Square Enix. So Anyway, check that out. Uh, next one, uh, we love Katamari reroll plus Royal reverie. I don't have a whole lot of comment on that, but coming out in June of 2023, sea of stars, speaking of RPGs, sea of stars. Now this is an RPG. This has already existed on other already come out for other consoles. I'm so glad it's coming out for Nintendo. It feels like a Nintendo game. If you ever play it, like it just, it's a fit for the platform and it very much will remind you in style, music, everything. It will very much remind you of Chrono Trigger. So if you like the idea of playing, I hate this term, but I'll use it. If you like the idea of playing a spiritual successor to Chrono Trigger, Sea of Stars is your game. This game is gorgeous. Uh, so definitely check that out. That is coming out uh, tw- the, let's see, August 29th, 2023. Next game, Omega Strike, coming out April 27th, 2023. Some of these you don't have to wait long on. Omega Strike, though, I'm not really excited about. It's some kind of free-to-play air hockey with, like, people. It, You know, there's going to be in-app purchases in this, so it doesn't excite me. Um, the other problem I really have with this is, you know, it wasn't that long ago, maybe a year, a little over a year ago, that we had the Nintendo Direct where they announced Knockout City. Knockout City was a free-to-play online, like, uh, um, dodgeball game. That game is shutting down over the next couple of months. Like it's barely been out there. I don't even think it's been out for two years. Um, and that's the problem is these games like suck up your money, but then you do run into a time where effectively you can't play them anymore. Now, apparently I think I heard that knockout city was just going to open up the code to allow people to run their own service so they can keep playing it, which that's nice. But you, you, there's no guarantee of that happening. That's how it should be done. But there's no guarantee of that ever happening. 
And that's even on PC. You're not going to be able to do that as far as I understand it with the Nintendo Switch version. So these kinds of games don't really excite me, even though, like, I love air hockey. You know, if this was a standalone title with single player action, I might jump on it. But yeah, anyway, not my not my type of game. Um, next one was a real surprise. That being uh, Etrian Odyssey Origins Collection coming out June 1st, 2023. So Etrian Odyssey is a role-playing game series, long-running role-playing game series, uh, more or less started out on the DS, but really came to, like, it, it really hit its highs on the 3DS. And there are many games in this series. There's at least, I want to say, almost 10. Actually, maybe it'd be 10 with Origins here that was announced included. So Etrian Odyssey Origins is taking the first three Etrian Odyssey games, which were all released on the DS, and combining them into one game, doing some quality of life updates. Uh, I guess it looked like there were some like character sprite updates and everything. Uh, this is old school RPG. Like think classic, uh, uh, you know, Dragon Warrior, or as we know them now, uh, you know, uh, Dragon Quest games. Like there's a lot of grinding involved. Again, these are really, really old school RPGs. Now I like that, not just for the simplicity, but also for a lot of the, a lot of the customizability and options that you can kind of, that you can get within that sort of gameplay as compared to say your final fantasies or others. Um, this is, this is a very popular series, believe it or not, if you haven't heard of it, I mean, but obviously like many things, it's more popular in Japan than it is in the U S but it is a very popular series. Um, I do have some disappointments with this though. Uh, and I'll make some recommendations for you as well. So the disappointments are that the first two Etrian Odyssey games from the DS were already remade. Um, and they were full on remakes for the 3DS and they're under the subheader subheader of Etrian Odyssey untold. And I mean, these were dramatic remakes and that's not what you're getting here. Um, I mean, like they added in with, with the untold series, they added in voice work, um, all, all kinds of additions to, to the gameplay overall. Uh, and so I'm a little disappointed in this. I still want to jump on it, but I'm a little disappointed in it. The other thing I'll say that if you look at the, if you look at Etrian, Etrian Odyssey origins and you like what you see, here's actually my recommendation for you. If you have a 3ds or an emulator of some kind, the last, there was a, kind of kind of a swan song Etrian Odyssey game on the 3DS when the 3DS was phasing out came out in 2019 called Etrian Odyssey Nexus uh this that game like again there there's there were five main titles in the Etrian Odyssey series Etrian Odyssey Nexus is not like in the numbered series but it's kind of because it's an amalgamation of like every mechanic you know every game mechanic that was developed for the Etrian Odyssey series. And they kind of put it all into one game. If you really want to play one, I think that's the one to play. And it is a great game. Like it, it, it's a nine out of 10 easy. Um, so, you know, like this could be interesting if you want to try out, you know, those earlier versions. And certainly I have an interest in it just because I love the series. Um, but yeah, you're not getting the best experience here. Uh, and this idea of like, there being, we're going to get into this in, in a minute, this idea of playing enhanced versions as compared to what actually got released 
is going to be, it's something I've talked about many, 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 many times. Like back when, when there used to be the theorized Nintendo 64 classic that was going to come out, you know, like the, or the mini, like came out for the SNES and the NES years ago, you know, where they re-released the console with pre-built games in it and everything. And I'd always said, don't do the N64 mini because there are better versions, significantly better versions of those, of a lot of the big N64 titles available, like say on the 3DS, like Star Fox 64, like the Zelda games, uh, you know, and so on. And even like Mario 64 got a incredible re-release and wildly expanded re-release for the Nintendo DS. Um, and so I, I never really wanted that to happen because I don't want to play like an inferior version. Okay. Um, anyway, so Etrian Odyssey falls into that category where I'm like, uh, but I'm really playing like a significantly stripped down version compared to, even though it's still remastered compared to the remakes that came out for the 3DS. So just something to keep in mind. Now, a game that is the opposite situation is the next one that was announced. And of course, everybody knew it was coming. It's been announced before that being Kirby's return to dreamland deluxe coming out on February 24th of this year, 2023. Uh, this looks awesome. There's a whole new storyline attached to it. Uh, I don't need to spend a ton of time with this game. Definitely one of the best uh, Kirby games ever made. There's barely a bad one, but this is a total winner. So if you're a Kirby fan, you know what you're getting. Phenomenal. Now, here was the surprise. Here, here was maybe There were two. Eh, I'll give it three, and we're getting into them. Okay, we're on the home stretch here. We're almost done. This is this my review has almost been as long as the 45 minute Nintendo Direct that aired on February 8th itself. Okay, and it, it, maybe if I could time it I'll try and cap it out at it. But anyway, um this was uh th- this was rather shocking. And like out of nowhere, suddenly you know uh, the presenter is holding an original Game Boy, you know, an 80s original Game Boy. And it's it's just like, "Oh boy." <laughs> you know. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> So at first they, they're announced, they announced that the, uh, Game Boy, Game Boy games were coming to Nintendo switch online, specifically the expansion pack. Okay. Which I originally, when that first came out, I said, this isn't worth it. This isn't worth the extra money. The Genesis games are available in a million other ways, even on the switch itself. Um, and the N64, while that's interesting, again, the issue I just brought up a couple of minutes ago that you're playing inferior versions of many of these games doesn't really make sense. Uh, we're at the stage now where I don't, I mean, some of the Genesis game releases are more, are more rare now. Uh, and so I think it's worth it in that sense. And, uh, the N64 releases, of course, GoldenEye 007, um, among others are ones where, okay, like now this, and, and especially when you get at, like with, with GoldenEye, now that you get added on online multiplayer, which you're not doing unless you're running it on an emulator on a PC or something, which you can't just do even on, you know, an N64 with an EverDrive in it, with an EverDrive card in it. Um, now it's getting to the point that, okay, there is value with the expansion pack. And I do think it's worth it at this point. And now, not a surprise, now we have Game Boy games and, but wait, there's more, multiple more that we got to talk about. Um, and it's, it's a pretty good selection that they first came out with. So, in fact, one of them is a bit of a surprise. Now, when they said Game Boy, what they mean by that, they mean Game Boy, Game Boy Pocket, and Game Boy Color, okay? Uh, so you have the Game Boy Color games, you have Game & Watch Gallery 3. It's a good choice. You know, the classic Game & Watch games, uh, 
you know, like the, the, the little LCD screen games that, that Nintendo made even before the NES. Uh, that's a nice collection. Then they also did uh, Alone in the Dark, The New Nightmare, which I was really surprised by that. That's kind of a, that's a great game, but it's kind of a deep cut from the Game Boy Color. Uh, and, and for them to put out a horror game, I mean, just nice move. Uh, Gargoyles Quest, that's part of a, a pretty fun series that I enjoy. Um, so that's worthwhile to play. Uh, Kirby's Dreamland. Okay. Nice, nice addition there. And also, th- and this is, okay, well, let, let me keep going down these Tetris. I mean, you, you just have to do that, right? It's the biggest Game Boy game of all time. You, you had to do it. Uh, Super Mario Land 2, the six golden coins. Uh, winner, you know, uh, I'm kind of surprised they didn't put the first Super Mario Land game on there, but two is probably the best. And then you end up, of course, the evolution of the uh, Super Mario Land series, that being Wario Land with Wario Land 3. Now, there's two other games that I want, and I guess let's go ahead and just talk about them. Uh, Metroid 2, Return of Samus. Of course, it was a launch title for the Game Boy. Makes perfect sense for them to release it in a way, but the problem is this is one of those games that's been remade. And, I mean, remade to a a mind-blowing level. Like, Samus Returns for the 3DS is such a good game. It is so fucking great. It's hard to go back to, um, you know, the Game Boy version. Now, there's... Okay, so so let's get into this, then I'll, then I'll talk about the, ne- the, the next one. Um, one of the nice things that they did with this, with, with, you know, Game Boy Online, I guess we'll call it that, is they give you the ability to put on either, uh, it can play with the classic Game Boy colors, right, the puke green, or it can go to a Game Boy Pocket, you can use the Game Boy Pocket filter, which makes it more black and white, or you can do Game Boy Color, which for certain games, Nintendo was very particular in what colors get added in. I would never, ever, ever recommend playing uh, Metroid 2 with the puke green. It's one of the things that made the game really challenging is because you couldn't really, like the game's so complex, the the, the design is so complex, you can barely tell what's going on. Uh, and the coloration, in fact, there's been color patches for it, uh, for um, emulators for decades now, because everybody knew that this was a problem. And even the Game Boy coloration doesn't work that well. And that's that's kind of my point with Metroid 2. Like, I love that they added in these filters. That's, that's phenomenal. Great touch. Okay. But at the same time, this is such a wildly inferior version. Um, I, I just, I can't recommend people play it this way, you know, other than as a curiosity. Uh, the next one that's also very weird that they did is... Uh, I mean, it makes sense in one way, but it's Link's Awakening DX. So the Zelda game, and it is the DX version, which has, you know, some some expansion, right? It had that new secret dungeon, uh, and it had the coloration and everything. Uh, the odd part here is this game has been completely remade, right? Link's Awakening was remade two years ago. It's what got me to buy a Switch, you know, years ago. Uh, was, you know, the full, I mean, and it's a full, you know, 3D, gorgeous a version of the game. This is not, you know, it looks nothing like the Game Boy game other than it follows, you know, its story and, and gameplay design overall with some, you know, a little bit of quality of life enhancements. Um, so it's just kind of weird that this is available here. I guess it's just for posterity. You know, it's just for the museum uh, aspect of it, I suppose, because there is no good reason to play this as compared to, other than maybe it's charming, but as compared to the full-on Switch uh, remake that was done. So anyway, I think that's kind of weird. Here's the nice thing though. 
uh, you can play the with with Game Boy Online. You can actually play with other players. Like you can connect. Uh, I think online as well as locally. Like you can do local multiplayer, like you used to be able to do with you know, the original Game Boy with like the link cable, right? This is how we used to play Pokemon, which speaking of that, they also at the end previewed, they said more games to be added in the future. And they did, this is one of those things where if you weren't watching it, nobody told you about it uh, while the direct was going on because they do show you what, what some titles that are coming in the future. Two of those are, uh, let's see, there's Kirby Tilt and Tumble, which that's going to be interesting. Like this, this is one that makes sense to put out there. Why? Because with a lot of, um, you think of like the analog pocket, right. Or a lot of handheld emulators or handheld consoles that, that run off of emulation, tilt and tumble required the game had a motion sensor in the game cartridge itself. And you even ran into an issue with like the game boy SP or the game boy advance SP because the the, uh, the cart slot was on the bottom instead of on top where it traditionally was in the game boy series. You're, you're running into an issue where like everything was upside down, like all, and, or all the, the motion you tried to do in tilt and tumble was reversed because the cartridge was held the wrong way. Uh, so I think this is an, this is a good one to have on there because that game mechanic is essential, can be easily done with Joy-Con on the switch. Um, and resolves that whole emulation issue really with the game. Uh, because again, it's even hard to emulate because it uses motion controls and you'd have to like remap things and it was all very complex. So that that's an easy winner to put on. Uh, the other one is the Pokemon trading card game. Nice. And this is one that can easily, along with frankly, any Pokemon game can easily take advantage of the new online connectivity, uh, that is being afforded with switch online. Then the other two really excite me. I wish they would have been part of the launch, but this got assuaged quickly with the next announcement, which we'll get into. But two more games coming out are the Game Boy Color games, uh, Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages, those being the Legend of Zelda titles for the Game Boy Color, along with, of course, Link's Awakening DX. Uh, this is another another couple of games that can take advantage of the online connectivity. Um, and I'm really excited about this, partly because they're great games which I, I even have them on virtual console on my 3DS. But what really excites me about it is we are getting so close, and we're going to get closer in a second, we are so close to having every single Zelda game on one console. Now, we still got to get a couple games from the 3DS, and, you know, there, there's some others here and there, and, of course, you know, like Wind Waker and, and uh, Twilight Princess, but we're that close to having every fucking Zelda game on one console even though I wish we'd get the enhanced versions of Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask as well. But anyway, um, that's really cool. I dig that. Now, the next thing that happened <laughs> was the announcement of, because they weren't done with the Game Boy. They're like, oh, and then they like they switch consoles and here comes the Game Boy Advance. So Game Boy Advance has also been added to the Switch Online expansion pack. Uh, I love this adding two consoles at a time to Switch Online. And again, yes, does this make the expansion pack all the more worth it? Totally. Uh, really, really nice selection of games here uh, for this one. And did they do what I was just talking about, where at the end they announced more games coming? Yes, and we're going to talk about those as well. But opening it up, you get Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. Lots of fun game there, or lots of you know, just lots of fun to be had there in that game. Um, WarioWare Inc., 
which has a ton of micro games in it. I love that collection. And again, tons of fun. Uh, the, what I would argue is the best version of super Mario brothers three out there. That being the super Mario advance four release for the game boy advance, which has like some odd, I don't know, like a hundred other levels on it. Like dynamite to have this nice move on Nintendo's part to include this in the first one. Uh, then Mario Kart super circuit. And while you would think that Mario Kart Super Circuit, it's like, yeah, but why would someone someone want to play like an ancient version of Mario Kart? Um, I think that there is a appeal to the more to the simplicity of older Mario Kart games, and also now you get to play this in what really made it a joy, which was via link cable. But now you get to do that, you know, with Wi-Fi, you know, online and you know with connected switches. Uh, so that's really cool. Then uh, Kuru Kuru Kururin. I've never played this before. I don't know. looks interesting, but the big winner is, and probably the biggest announcement out of these switch online editions is, uh, the legend of Zelda, the Minish cap, uh, fantastic game. Uh, one of the best, not, not the only Zelda release for the game boy advance. And I'm sure those are coming. Uh, but this is, you know, again, like I said, we're almost getting every single Zelda game on one console. And that is so insane to me. Uh, I love it. Minish cap, it's one that I, I I feel like a lot of people kind of forget about it, uh, that, that, that came out and partly it's forgotten because it used the more cutesy styling of the wind waker Zelda, which wasn't well received at the time. Um, but you know, now everybody's kind of accepted it and enjoys it for what it is. You know, are we going to eventually get DS online and get, you know, phantom hourglass, phantom hourglass, um, or wait, is it Twilight Hourglass and then Fantrax? Whatever, <laughs> the, the two DS games, maybe eventually we'll, we'll end up getting those. Now, the more games announced, uh, certainly some exciting ones here, including Metroid Fusion, uh, which is one of the best Metroid games ever made. Uh, then Kirby and the Amazing Mirror, uh, Fire Emblem for the GBA, which that was the first time I ever really played a Fire Emblem game, as well as F-Zero Maximum Velocity, it's going to be great to take advantage of the Wi-Fi connectivity, you know, to, to link up, uh, switches. And then of course, golden sun, uh, one of the best RPGs ever made. So that's an, I mean, there's more I'd like to see out of that. Like we should get Metroid zero mission, which is a remake of Metroid one, which I recommend everybody play. Uh, it just takes that game to whole new heights. And I'd love to get uh dark dawn the, or the, the second golden dawn game, um, would be, you know, is it, builds on everything that was great about the first. Uh, so that, that was a really, really exciting announcement kind of out of nowhere, even though people knew that like they saw it in the code that this was happening, that eventually we would be getting game boy online or in switch online as well as game boy advance and, or maybe game boy advance wasn't so much announced, but it was awesome to get both of those like in, in one shot. I was pleasantly, pleasantly surprised uh, by that. And I think most people were, and the one thing we didn't know is what would be the game selection, but I think we're off to a great start on that overall. Uh, now getting into the next bit of gaming, which is another one that we, we'd been told there had been a lot of rumors going around. Hey, this is done. We don't know when they're going to release it, but this has been done for a long time. Um, and it finally, or at least part of it finally was released. And that is the remastering of Metroid prime. The first one. Now the rumor had been that Metroid prime trilogy, which got released for the Wii, uh, like that whole, all three games would end up coming out, uh, you know, at once that's not how this is going. Um, but impressively, <laughs> I mean, the first one alone is, is, is worth it. And impressively it got released 
that day, the day of the direct on February 8th, um, 40 bucks for it, which at first I was like, man, you know, you, you used to be able to get the whole, all three games for 70 bucks new with Metroid prime trilogy. Uh, that seems a little steep, but then you find out more and there's been more exploration of, okay, what does remastered mean? Um, like they really remastered this, you know, like whole new polygon models. Like, I mean, they went deep and it looks stunning. Uh, you know, we say it a lot, like one of the best games ever made. Well, you know, video games have been around for 40 years. There's a lot of games that are some of the best ever made. Uh, but this is really one of them and the new control schemes look good. Uh, I saw a modern vintage gamer saying everything, you know, was on the up and up and he is a, you know, he is a harsh critic on this stuff. Uh, and yeah, I'm really excited about this one. Uh, good move on their part to release it. Uh, you know, like that day, like it was such a surprise announcement, even though again, there's whispers in the wind that this was, that this existed. Uh, but to just announce it out of nowhere, and then release it that day. Nice move, Nintendo. Nice fucking move. Um, and this is one of those games, look, you're just never going to see it on any other system. You know, it's only on Nintendo uh, systems. So I dig it. It looks, it really does look worth it. You know, I mean, yeah, sure. I have a modded Wii as well. And, you know, I could, I could power up Metroid Prime Trilogy right now, but this looks that good, looks that worthwhile to, to, to get on. And it looks worth the $40 price. The work was put in on this one. Uh, are we going to get the other two? Yes, probably. It's all going to lead up to when we finally get Metroid prime four, a lot of speculation around Metroid prime four, that effectively Metroid prime four has been bumped to a launch title for perhaps the Nintendo switches successor system. Maybe I'm open to that. It's possible. That's just rumor. Uh, and I don't like to really deal in rumors much, but you know, it, it, speculation more so than rumor. Like, I don't think anybody's out there like claiming that it's just like, you know, this is just something that people think could happen. Uh, so there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, yeah, that, that could happen, but at the very least we know, you know, Metroid and Metroid prime specifically is on Nintendo's mind. And I thought that this was a brilliant move on their part to put this out. Very excited, uh, to eventually give this a shot. Uh, and again, that's, this was originally a game boy or a GameCube game. And this speaks to what I was saying, this whole theme, this whole time we are at peak nostalgia for the GameCube, uh, the GameCube Vogue, as I'm calling it. And that just continued with the next announcement, which was out of the blue. I don't know anybody that was talking about this, but these are, you know, I've done my like top eights for every video game console, just about every video game console. What are the best eight games? And one of these actually made it onto my top eight games. And that is, there's the releasing, uh, summer 2023, an HD remaster of button Kaitos one and two. So originally the second one was called button Kaitos, uh, origins. And these are like, they're, you know, they're RPGs, but they're sort of like cold set revolt where they have, uh, like a, uh, you know, a card mechanic as in like you know, cards, like playing cards, uh, really unique, very cool games. It's one of those series. I know it didn't do super well in the quote unquote West, but I'm always surprised that, you know, there weren't more in the series done. Um, I'm hoping that this means that we'll get a three, you know, button Kaito's three. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm on for this like that, that that's a, that's an easy purchase. Uh, just because like, I mean, it's part of the reason that I even had a GameCube. 
you know, or a Wii, uh, you know, I, I've quote unquote upgraded from having a modded GameCube to a modded Wii because, you know, a modded Wii can play all the GameCube games. Uh, part of that was for these two games because they're that great. Uh, awesome that they can just now be, uh, you know, played on the Switch. So uh, that was a total surprise. I don't know anybody that was expecting that one. That was not on the bingo card, uh, but very exciting release to come. Uh, next one is also a bit of a surprise. Maybe people knew about it, but I did not. And that being Fantasy Life I. Uh, so it's Fantasy Life and then the letter I. And then it's the, the subtitle is The Girl Who Steals Time, coming out in 2023. So Fantasy Life, I don't know if there's more to the series. I played Fantasy Life for the 3DS. Uh, excellent game. It kind of, it's kind of like Animal Crossing, but with humans. And it has like an adventure story around it. Um, it's part of the, it, it's one of the things that made me stop playing New Leaf, you know, Animal Crossing New Leaf on the 3DS. It's because like, oh, fantasy life's so much cooler, <laughs> you know, because like there, there's more of a storyline to it. And it's not just, um, well, you play Animal Crossing, you know the deal. But Anyway, I, I really like the series. It's cool to have another entry in it, uh, even if it's not like a full on. I mean, I wouldn't have minded if they just did a, you know, a remaster of the one for the 3DS. But um, this should turn out really nicely, even if they just keep the game mechanics from the 3DS because it was fresh then. Uh, and I don't think that's changed. So excited for that one. Uh, next one was a very quick announcement. I mean, it went by in like seconds. And all you saw was the title character and that being Professor Layton and the new world of steam coming out in 2023. Uh, Professor Layton is a classic series from the Nintendo DS it has a very unique style, instantly recognizable. Um, you know, for, it's not like a series I ever really got into kind of like Phoenix, Wright. I never really got into Phoenix, Wright Either. Uh, I know they're great games. I understand that, you know, if you're into that. Uh, Professor Layton's one of those, but regardless, I'm sure a bunch of people shit their pants, you know, because it's been a while since we've had a new Professor Layton game. And I certainly recognize the franchise's, uh, you know, real, real clout and community, um, you know, that that franchise has. So, uh, then after that, we got uh, the announcement for the wave four DLC for Mario Kart eight deluxe. And with this one, I thought this was pretty cool. Uh, I mean, the past three waves have been awesome. Uh, with wave four, we're also getting a new character. They're bringing back Birdo from Mario Kart double dash again, that GameCube Vogue, like I said, <laughs> it's back, <laughs> you know, uh, and they, they directly mentioned, you know, double dash, like they told you that the character was from that. So like they're appealing to this peak GameCube nostalgia, which I have no problem with, you know, uh, for me, that generation was like peak gaming anyway. So please, by all means, not out of nostalgia, just out of style. Let's, let's go with it. Uh, so that looks cool. Exciting stuff. Ellen and I have played the fuck out of all of the waves that have come out for Mario Kart eight. So certainly excited to do that more with that. Uh, another surprise. And this is uh, one of those rare series. It seems that has not yet been brought over to, uh, you know, to the West as it were. Uh, this is by Konami and it's WBSC e baseball power pros. So the power pros baseball series, and this is something that was available now. Like you could, you could get it the day of the direct, which again, nice move. And it's only 99 cents, but it's, it's kind of a slim down. So power pros is a very popular baseball series, uh, baseball video game series in Japan. Um, this is the first time that I'm aware of that it has come stateside. Uh, 
and it's pretty cool. Like if you're, if you're into baseball, it has a, I mean, it has kind of a, you know, again, that cutesy look, which you sort of, I think a lot of people expect from Nintendo, uh, exclusives. Um, of course there's plenty of Nintendo exclusives that aren't cutesy, but you get my point. Uh, it's cool to see the power pro series here, even though this is more of like an online entry, it's not so much, uh, like, I mean, these are like full on, you know, think like your, um, I don't know, like whatever your big baseball, um, series, you know, that would come out, like say on PlayStation, like M- MLB 22 or something, uh, you know, it, it can get to that depth. This is not that, but to kind of test the waters of the series, I think it's a, I think it's a nice, it was a nice move by Konami for them to finally bring this series, you know, to a, shall we say an English speaking audience anyway. Um, let's see, then it, it ended off with, okay, well, there were some things that were Japanese exclusive. I won't really cover those, but then it ended off with, and, and this didn't surprise anybody, uh, a fuller trailer for the legend of Zelda tears of the kingdom coming out May 12th, 2023. Of course, this is the much anticipated sequel to breath of the wild. Um, and I mean, did it disappoint? No, like, <laughs> like this game looks so fucking good. You know, I mean, breath of the wild sold the console. You understand They're like, there's, there's so many people, they just bought a switch just to play breath of the wild. And they didn't really care about anything else, you know, kind of like halo was for the Xbox. Uh, Th- th- this is this is just going to move so many units. Uh, it looks stunning. Some of the new vehicles that were showed off in this trailer, some of the, like the air vehicles, looked insane. Um, th- this is just this is going to be amazing. Like th- this is one of those games y- it just can't fail, you know. And and Nintendo has delayed it already, you know, before because they want to make sure they get this fucker right. Like this is the worst thing you could do is to screw up this series. I don't think they're going to do that. Uh, super excited for this. I mean, really, really, really excited for this. Now, a lot of the, there was some concern around this release in that the game is going to cost $70. Uh, and everybody was like, holy shit, our video game is going to cost $70 a pop now. Well, Nintendo has come out and said, no, this is not going to be a standard for, you know, for games. Um, it's just, we're going to charge for the value of the game. And I think they're effectively saying, no, this game is so fucking big that, oh yeah, it's worth 10 more bucks than what you normally pay. And I believe them. And I also don't have a problem with it for a couple of reasons. One, I remember when I was a kid, you know, we hashed out for fantasy star four for the Sega Genesis. That was a hundred dollars for that game. And it's just fantasy star four. Like it seems so, so cute today. Like, (laughs) like it seems so, so, uh, I want to say naive, but it it just seems so simple today. And it's like, wait, that was a hundred dollar game. You know, you try and sell a hundred dollar game to, I mean, it's not that people don't try to look at the Atlier series or whatever, but you know, you try to sell a hundred dollar game today and people go up in arms. Right. And that's, again, everybody was freaking out. It's like, wait a minute, our game is going to cost 70 bucks now. Uh, not to say, I mean, understand that video games have been the same price, you know, like triple a video games have been the same price for about as long as video games have been a thing, you know, like there, there were $50 Atari games. You understand? So 
anyway, I think the $70 is totally worth it. The interesting thing is that just last week, Nintendo brought back to North America. It still existed in other regions, but to North America, they brought back where you can buy what are called game vouchers. Effectively, you spend $100 you and you can get two games out of that $100. Now, they are specific games, usually Nintendo first party games, but you can, you know, whether they cost 60 bucks, 40 bucks, 70 bucks, like Tears of the Kingdom, you can get two games for $100. When we're talking about a game like Tears of the Kingdom costing $70 and then you get another game for $60, you know, you're saving a nice little chunk of change right there by buying the game vouchers. So with Nintendo having the game vouchers available, I think that offsets this concern a little bit. And as we've just covered, many of these games are available via game vouchers. Uh, like it's a pretty good deal. You know, it's like a sale that's always on. Uh, so I, I really don't have a problem with this and I'm sure Nintendo had this in mind when they decided that they were going to up the price, which came late, you know, later in, in, in the release, because you know, they, they had this in mind for tears of the kingdom. And I say this because tears of the kingdom, if you pre-ordered it last week off of Amazon or GameStop, it was only $60. But now if you go there to even to Amazon or GameStop or wherever, it's going to be 70 bucks. Uh, I think they're honoring the original pre-order price, but you know, they had this in mind, like there was strategy involved here and it's a strategy that makes sense. And I appreciate it. And I get it. I don't, again, I don't, even if they didn't have game vouchers, I think they're wholly justified in charging 70 bucks for, for tears of the kingdom. But since they do have the game vouchers, I mean, it's a steal in a way. So anyway, again, because you can get another triple a Nintendo game, like say advance wars or Kirby or, you know, and many of the others I'm sure that we listed off when they become available for pre-order or to buy, um, outright. So anyway, this was, as you can see, this was jam packed. Like there was so much shit in this Nintendo direct, uh, and so much coming very excited for the releases that are going to happen on game boy advance. And, um, you know, for, for the game boy, you know, and game boy color, uh, on switch online again, before I know I didn't recommend the expansion pack. Now I wholeheartedly recommend it. It has really become worth its salt. Uh, I mean, again, there's just so many games to play and so little fucking time. So much of this is worthwhile. Uh, as far as like, you know, if I had to pick one game besides Zelda, you know, besides, uh, uh, tears of the kingdom, like that, that's too easy to pick. If I were to pick one game here that like, if you only wanted one, what's the one game that you should be excited for and to play? I got to admit that's tough. Um, but I got to go with the release of, of Baton Kaitos. Like that, that was so out of the blue in those games, you're getting two games for the price of one. And those games are so goddamn good. Uh, I think, you know, if you're only to get one, it'd probably be that otherwise, I mean, I know. And you're like, wait, you're not picking Metroid prime. Yeah, I know. But that's kind of available in so many other ways. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> that, that, that'd be, that certainly is up there. Um, but fantasy life, I like that. If not bait and Kaitos, I would probably go with fantasy life. I, that, that really excites me. Uh, cause there's a lot of depth to enjoy in, in that game. Um, but again, just 
so much really announced and, and even released on that day here. Uh, it, it's an exciting time to own a switch. That's for sure. But then it's always an exciting time to own a switch. Uh, as I've said over and over again, um, you know, Nintendo just does so much right. And they, you know, they, yeah, I mean, they're not perfect, especially the way they treat IP. And of course there are some concerns around how they've treated employees, even though recently they, what did they do? Like an, uh, a company wide raise for everybody. And they're also not laying anybody off, you know? Um, I mean, I, I remember when I heard on windows weekly, like Paul Throt was talking about Nintendo for, for a minute. And he says like, he's like the laws of physics just don't apply to this company. And, and, and it's the truth. It's the one, you know, I mean, everybody can tank Google, Apple, Microsoft, you name it, but man, Nintendo just keeps on floating by fucking incredible. Uh, and this is why, you know, again, they can do a completely non splashy 40 minute presentation that will just grab you. You know, it like, it, it, it just takes your attention. I even heard stories about like, uh, uh, university students sending emails to their professors, threatening emails saying, uh, you need to cancel class because you know, the Nintendo direct is on. I mean, <laughs> I'm not into threatening people, but that's just so, that's so goddamn funny. Uh, but you know, it, it just, I think it kind of proves the point. Like the world can seem so depressing for so many people, but man, the Nintendo train rolls on and it is like that one little spark of joy. I know many times for me, it feels like it. It's, I mean, there's more to life. That's a joy. Of course, you know, I'm in like the most amazing marriage <laughs> that I couldn't even begin to imagine. Uh, I mean, like there's, there's so much to love about life, but at the same time, like in the news cycle, like, yeah, Nintendo is that spark of joy. So anyway, this just added to it. Uh, if you don't have a switch yet, well, maybe this is, this would convince you. Um, but a lot to get excited about. And I will wrap this gaming grid up here. And I will see all of you whoo, on the other side. Game over. <laughs>